Hi, welcome to the Bridge Podcasts. We hope you enjoy the following message. For more information on all that's happening at the Bridge Church, please visit www.bridge-church.com. The church is a beautiful thing when we're holy, when, when, we, when we strive to be holy, and God says, be ye holy as I am holy. And so this morning I want to talk about, about that and um, just for a few minutes. But isn't it good that the older, the older that we get and the closer in the Lord and the closer that we get to the Lord, we begin to understand the things of holiness more and more. We begin to understand them. You know, the joy of growing old in the Lord, and it's got nothing to do with chronological age. You can be old in the Lord at 15 or 18 or 10. It's got nothing to do with your chronological age. It's to do with how, how have you moved on with God. And when you grow old in the Lord, it opens your eyes to see more of the unseen than what we commonly see. And that's what we're all looking for. Father God, show us, things that we've, show us the things that are to come. Help us to prepare for the future. And um, as, we, as we grow old in the Lord, it doesn't mean that you're some old guy and with like some old wise owl. It's just that you've grown older and there's many here who are young and they're mature in the Lord. So I want to en- encourage you to do that. So, um, and thank God he gave us Jesus as his example to look at, to see what does a life of holiness look like? What does a life that's untainted look like? What did a pure life look like? And are we expected to try and emulate Jesus? Well, Christians means little Christs. We are. We're expected to reproduce the character of Christ through our lives. We're expected to represent Jesus Christ wherever we go. And so um, I think it's important for us all to spur one another on to, um, and doing it with, in the right heart and spirit, to, to holiness. And the way we don't do that is by adopting a, a holy, holier-than-thou approach ourselves and recognizing that in our, in our, hum, in our humility, in the very base things, in our humility, and we recognize who we are in light of eternity, that God has said, I've called you to holiness, I've called you to purify yourself and sanctify yourself and set yourself apart for the days that are coming. And in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 14, it says, make every effort to live in peace with everyone and be holy. Without, for, without holiness, nobody will see the Lord. And um, the New King James Version of the Bible says, pursue, it says, pursue peace. Pursue peace, aggressively pursue it, and do it quickly. Do it right now and don't wait any longer. Pursue peace and be holy. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. Amen? Now, um, before I go on, I'd like to, I would like to read um, something to you. We, I receive near the start of every year a prophetic word 
for the year from Brother Dale Gentry, our friend, who's been a friend of the church since the late 1980s, early 90s. And I just want to read this to you. And if anyone would like a copy of Brother Dale's uh, word for 2023, let me know and I'll send it to you. And I'm not going to go through this because he's, there is a lot in this, but I'm just going to read a couple of things at the end. He says, I see a mobile society, people moving from one city to another, the wicked seeking out cities that have been given over to demonic forces and believers moving to safe cities where there is a strong spiritual governing. I see the Holy Spirit saying that he is assigning pastors and prophets to help prepare the bride of Christ for his soon return. The great wedding in heaven is followed by the marriage supper of the Lamb. And his future bride will be an example of righteousness and holiness. And this bit hit me. Unacceptable to society, but definitely a glorious people. Unacceptable to society, but definitely a glorious people. Amen. And we read God's word. And it says there, you make every effort to live in peace and be holy. The reality is that on our walk, on our Christian walk, we are going to fail from time to time. We're going to stumble. But it says, make every effort. And I see, a, I see, that, uh, I see a, a strong message in there that in places, in territorial areas where there's a strong spiritual governance, where there's holiness, Believers will come to those areas. It will be like places of refuge. And, and unbelievers who are, who are in total fear of what the future is bringing, they will come to these places where there's a strong spiritual governance. And there will be places that will be given over to demonic forces. So we declare for Kilwinning and for Ayrshire that this will be a region governed by strong um, and pure and holy spiritual oversight. And, and, and that comes from the Holy Spirit working through us. Amen. And so, you know, we had communion this morning. When was the last time we called it Holy Communion? There are things in this life that are sacred and that are holy. But what I want to get across to you in this little sermonette this morning is that more than all of that, we have to recognize that we're in relationship with a holy God. And that should be what drives us and helps us to form um, our beings and make decisions and everything. Because some people look forward to one sacred or thing a year, and I'm not de de decrying feasts, etc., like Lent. I'm going to be holy on Lent, or I'm going to do this at Easter. God calls us to walk in holiness every day, not just at the holy times. So even though Sunday morning is, is communion, you can take communion in your own home every day, and that will transform the atmosphere in your house. Amen? So we must never forget that God is a holy God, and he calls us, the old word is he beckons us, come up higher. Come on up, come up higher. Not only lift high a holy standard. Do you believe there's a holy standard? Yes. Not only to lift the holy standard high, but to live up to a holy standard. To live to one. Not only to profess a holy standard, but to possess it. 
Or maybe to put it more accurately, for his holiness to possess the church, to possess us, to be in us. Amen. And that's what holiness is. And, and, and it's, become, it's become a word that's been tainted. And it's being able to be flung back at people to cause them to, you should be ashamed. Who do you think you are? You're, not, you're no holier than the rest. You're not this, you're not that. But we have to understand the essence of what holiness is. Amen. And it means to consecrate your life, to sanctify your life. And that is a process. When you gave your life to Jesus Christ, you weren't converted at that very moment. Our conversion process, it took, it's taking, I'm still being converted. You know, it's like an, I've got an old, it's 1976 motorbike in my shed. And um, it's in the process of being converted or restored. It's still there. If, the mo if, my, if my motorcycle could speak, it'd be like, why haven't, you re why haven't you restored me yet? But it's kind of the other way around. In my life, it's been more I've been resisting being restored. I want to stay the way I am. It's retro and vintage and everything's cool. But God, he wants to just make, he makes all things new. He makes all things new. We, uh, sometimes our biggest problem is nostalgia. We have to let, remember that God wants to take us into new places, new vistas, amen? And so in 1 Corinthians 10.31, it says, Therefore, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. So not just in your eating and your drinking, but whatever it is you do, do everything to the glory of God. And I believe that one of the biggest obstacles to enjoying peace, how many people really desire peace, a deep peace, an unshifting, unmoving peace, that no matter what comes into your life that day, you have such peace, you're peaceful. Well, I think the, the reason is because we try and live life in two areas, the sacred and the secular. There's the holy and there's the holy of holies, and there's the holy presence of God, and there's the secular world that we all must be engaged with because we, we're, we're in the world, but not of it. So we're in this world, and we sometimes end up with this division within ourselves between the holy or the sacred and the secular. And these two areas cannot coexist together, but we hop from one to the other, I'm over, you know, if there was border control, they'd be like, you're not you again, you're back here, back there. And so we have to see how do we bring our lives into this place where we do everything to the glory of God. We live in a secular world, but we are holy people and we are, we are full of God's holiness and we see that. And if you want to know well, what is God's holiness, go to Leviticus from chapter 17 to 26. Now, People are going to say, well, that's the law. That's the law. That's, all of that stuff is gone now. We're under a new covenant. Yeah, we are under a new covenant. But Jesus came to perfect the law. He took it a step further. And so when we want to know what holiness is, or if you like a holiness code, we can go there. Because you know what God's word says? He says, I am God, I never change. God hasn't changed from the days of the Old Testament to the new. He's still the same God, and he still has the same standards. He still is a holy God. Amen? And so we read, we read there are some people now 
believe this or not, there are some people suggesting that we become unhitched from the Old Testament completely, that it's not relevant. This is in Christianity today, there are some people that are saying, let's just leave the, whole, the Old Testament out of this. So I'm sorry, this is God's word. If I put the Old Testament out of here, I wouldn't have the Proverbs. I wouldn't have my Psalms. I, w I, I wouldn't have Song of Solomon. I wouldn't have Ecle I wouldn't. We wouldn't have Job. And how much can we all learn from him? So anyway... We, if we, well, what, what is it to be holy? Go, read from Leviticus chapter 17. Amen. When we read that thing, whatever you do, do it all to the glory of God. That scripture is pulling us to the side of life where we can exist in this world, secular world, and still be pleasing to God and reach men and reach others. So we can. We can bring God glory in everything that we do. And when some people talk about pursuing holiness, it's like, listen, my friend, that's just a pipe dream. It is a journey, as Francis said this morning. Our life, our Christian walk is a journey, but it is, in fact, a way that we can live our lives and we can strive for it. Desire to emulate Jesus in his life. And I believe that when we start to do that and we start to experience Oh, and understand what holiness is, it is going to cause a chain reaction. This is what's going to happen. Does anyone struggle, struggle with habitual sin? The, you'll conquer sin. You will conquer that. You will conquer that. Do you struggle to live with a zeal for God every day? This will put that to rights. Do you have peace? If not, this will bring you peace. Do you know what true repentance is? You see, we can only be truly repentant when we look in the mirror. If that, if, if it, we have to be careful. The mirror has to be God's word. And, and, and God's, this is called, the last time I looked, it was called the Holy Bible. The Holy Bible. And that's our mirror when we look at that. I don't, go into my, I don't go into my bathroom every morning, look in that mirror and say, well, you're doing all right. You're doing mighty fine and everything's going to be fine. I look in the mirror of God's word. That's what tells me. I, either that or sometimes Linda. It's a, uh, uh, it's the, the, both, both are good. <laughs> I think that's why God gives us a help me. It's like, is she going to keep you right? And so, and that's it. And so, um, so no, no true repentance and the fruits of, you know, there's fruits from being truly repentant. And most of us have not tasted those fruits because we have this division between sacred and secular and we can't let go of one to move into the other. Amen. I'm preaching to myself this morning. Do we enjoy being a follower of Christ? The deeper we go, the more intimate we go with the Lord, the more we understand his holiness, the more we will enjoy being a follower of Christ. And if we simply don't have any joy at all, then this is going to ignite joy in your, li in your life. Now, knowing this, I'm, going to, I'm not going to refer to it as a code, but knowing these things about God, knowing what, is, knowing what to, re to reverence, knowing about holiness... You know, these things will prolong your life. 
When we talk about growing old in the Lord, he wants, we're talking about many, many years, not three score years and 10, many years to prolong your life. Many years. Amen. So Jesus was our example. He wasn't divided down the middle. Every single day when he got up, he separated himself to doing the will of his father. He, he, the, he, there was no division in Jesus. He was like, I know my mission and I'm going to be unseparated. He lived his life in the presence of his father, God. There was, we know there was a time when he said, why have you forsaken me? There was a, that time on the, God, his father had to stand back. But up until that point in time, from birth to that moment in time, the presence of God was with him. The presence of God was with him. Isn't that amazing? Every bit of his life was accepted by his father. I'm like, Father God, I know you can't accept huge chunks of my life. But every single bit of Jesus' life was acceptable in his father's sight. Because Jesus said in the word, I always do the things that please my father. If we get up in the morning and we say, Father God, today, show me the things that will be pleasing to you and give me the courage and the boldness and the strength to do them. Amen. Amen. Every single day, every single act, every single word, every single thought can contribute to the glory of God. Not in just in my eating and drinking, but whatever I do, doing it to the glory of God. And never forget the divine factor. You're not on your own. We're not on our own. We have Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit living. Jesus Christ is our advocate and the Holy Spirit living inside us. Amen. Everything, I think it was Pauline that said it this morning, everything that we have, all we are and all we have is from him. Everything is from him. Amen. And so we just got to be careful to acknowledge that reality that everything is from him. Amen. We've been made in the image of God. Now, we can get as carnal as the next person. You know, our tongues and our everything else cause us to slip and fall. But we've been made in the image of God. And God sent Jesus incarnate as a, in a body, the same kind of body that you occupy, all right? A physical, biological body. And Jesus wrestled with the same things that we do but he never violated what was holy. He never violated what was sacred. It was always so dear to him. He just wanted to please the Father. Amen. And God created us. And the devil would have you believe that you are something that is offensive to God. It's not us that are offensive to God. It's the sin nature that is within us. It's not us. It's, we, it's when we corrupt the things of, the, of, of what we were created for, when we corrupt our bodies and our flesh and, and we harbor sin and we sin all the time, that is what is offensive to God. But he loves you. He loves you. Amen. And so God is not ashamed of the work of his hands. We are all the work of his hands. Amen. And he created us in perfect purity. And just like Francis said about, I, I actually hadn't thought about that before, but of course it's so true. The enemy comes to church every Sunday because the enemy will always look, where can I corrupt? Where can I divide? Where can I destroy? And corruption is always introduced when we exert our will above God's will. 
Amen? Self-confidence, self-sufficiency, all of these things, an overconfident attitude, it leaves God out of the picture. It's, it doesn't recognize holiness. It makes no attempt to be holy. And before we know it, we are, des we are deserted. We're on our own. Amen? Two more minutes. Uh, you might be able to smell the food. <laughs> If we corrupt ourselves, we'll deny the, ourselves the opportunity to bring glory to God every day. And that's what I want to bring to mind at the start of this, earlier this year, is that we should study holiness. We should, know what it mean, we should know what it means. We should pursue it because it's going to feed into strong churches and areas where people are going to come. Amen. And whenever you start to do that, there's going to be a cycle of condemnation and judgment coming your way. It's already, in mo as soon as you begin on that road, there's condemnation and there's judgment. You have to understand who you are in Christ and understand that being set apart, consecrating ourselves will restore us to right standing with God. Amen. And how do we do that? We confess, repent. Amen. Receive forgive, ask to be forgiven, receive forgiveness, know that his grace is sufficient for us, and then determine to live for the glory of God. Amen. So let the things of our daily lives be acceptable to him. You know, um, I'm going to close with this um, scripture in John chapter 4. Woman, Jesus replied, believe me, a time is coming when you will worship the Father, neither on this mountain, nor in Jerusalem, you Samaritans worship what you don't know. We worship what we do know. The salvation for salvation is from the Jews. Yet a time is coming and has now come when the true worshipers will worship the Father in, this, in spirit and in truth. For they are the kind of worshipers the Father seeks. Because God is spirit and his worshipers must worship him in spirit and in truth. Amen? So it's not so much what, oh, it's a holy time, or it's a holy thing, or it's a holy place. It's to do with, it's to do with the living relationship we have with him in spirit and in truth. It's to do with, um, it's to do with the motive of our heart. It's not what we do that determines if something is holy or sacred or not, it's why we do it. Amen? It's why we do it. Thanks for listening. Remember to visit our website, www.bridge-church.com and connect with us via Facebook and Twitter.